Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Carbona podcast. I'm your bro host, your brost, if you will, Kevin, and this is the podcast all about fantasy booking, wrestling reviews, and just anything wrestling in general. Today, we're going to be going over what happened this week in wrestling pertaining to Clash at the Castle, NXT Worlds Collide, AEW All Out, the All Out Media Scrum. That's some drama right there. Um, Raw and NXT. The next episode, I will be covering SmackDown since every episode releases on Friday. So be uh, be sure to stay tuned for that one. So we're just going to get right into it with Clash at the Castle. The first match of the night, it was Damage Control versus Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. Damage Control defeated Team Bianca. Um... I think it was Bailey that pinned Bianca, so I think she's gonna say that she has a fair shot at the title, so there was that. And then in the second match of the night, it was Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental title. It was one one of the best matches of the night, if not the match of the night. It was amazing. Um, Gunther ended up beating Sheamus to retain his title. But Sheamus, he got a standing ovation from the UK crowd because they, they love Sheamus. They wanted to see him win, but Triple H knows what he's doing, so he kept the title on Gunther. But yeah, he got the standing O in front of basically his home crowd, and he was happy about that. Um, the third match of the night was Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler for the SmackDown Women's title. Somehow Liv Morgan... Ended up getting the win over Shayna Baszler. It was a clean win. She pinned her clean one, two, three. It wasn't some situation like it was with Ronda Rousey where Liv tapped out, but Ronda was pinned. It wasn't anything like that. It was a nice clean win from Liv. So it's good that they're trying to make her look strong instead of having her look weak like they did before. The next match was Edge and Rey Mysterio versus um, The Judgment Day. Edge and Ray defeated the Judgment Day after um, that grueling match. But then, after the match ended, Dominic, he turned on Ray and Edge. He gave Edge a low blow. And then, he clotheslined Ray Mysterio down to the mat. And he ripped his shirt in half and threw it down. And the Judgment Day was just sitting there laughing at Edge and Ray. Because Dom turned and... They already knew it was going to happen. Alright. The next match of the night. It was Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. This was probably one of the most personal matches of the night. Because they were getting into it. uh, Matt Riddle talking about that the only man in his relationship is Becky Lynch. And Seth Rollins replying to Riddle saying. Oh you want to talk about my family. Let's talk about your family. Wait you ain't got none because. Your wife divorced your ass and took the kids and they don't want to see your bitch ass anymore. So that's really what made it personal. But Riddle crossed the line first talking about his relationship um, with Becky. So uh, Rollins just replied right back. So that made it personal. And at the end of the day, Rollins ended up getting the win over Riddle. He He got him with the stomp for the second rope. And they gave him a huge-ass bump above his eyebrow, and he just got messed up. 
And in the main event of the night, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Now let me tell you, this match was hard hitting. Drew McIntyre, he almost got the three count. But then some guy in a um, hoodie pulled the ref out of the ring. And he revealed himself to be none other than Solo Sokoa. The Usos' younger brother, because the Usos weren't there, Sami Zayn wasn't there, and Paul Heyman wasn't there. So, of course, Roman had a trick up his sleeve, and he was going to call on his cousin Solo to help him. And Solo has been down at NXT doing his own thing, but he was ready to go up to the main roster, it seems. So, he helped out Roman. Roman hit him with the spear. One, two, three. He wins. Tyson Fury, after the match, he went into the ring. He shook Roman's hand as a sign of respect. And then him and Drew McIntyre started singing in front of the UK crowd for some reason. But that's how they ended off the pay-per-view was with Drew McIntyre and Tyson Fury singing them off. Alright, now for NXT Worlds Collide. The first match of the night was Carmelo Hayes. Versus Ricochet for the NXT North American title. And when I tell you this was match of the weekend, I really mean it. It was literally one of the best matches I have ever seen. Carmelo Hayes ended up picking up the victory over Ricochet with a roll-up pin. And that's, it's, honestly, I was mad at it at first, but it was a really good idea because both of these men are just so skilled, probably... Almost the same amount of skill and they're such good high flyers that they wouldn't be able to like get each other down for the one, two, three. So the roll up was the best idea and Carmelo Hayes pulled it out, pulled it right out of his ass basically. So he beat him with that. Next match of the night was the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Elimination Match to unify the NXT and NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Pretty Deadly ended up pulling the win over Gallus, Briggs and Jensen, and the Creed Brothers with the help of Damon Kemp, who turned on the Creed Brothers. The ref was distracted, so Damon Kemp, he came in the ring, and he hit Julius with a chair right to his back. So And then he got out of the ring, so Pretty Deadly capitalized. They hit their finisher, one, two, three. And they won. So now Pretty Deadly are the new unified NXT Tag Team Champions. Alright. The next match of the night was for the NXT and NXT UK Women's Championship. It was a triple threat between Mandy Rose, Mako Satamora, and Blair Davenport. Mandy Rose ended up picking up the win. They're trying to push her as you know a strong you know, future female star of the business, and they're doing really good. I feel, I feel like they made the right decision, although I wanted Satomura to win because she's a veteran, but pushing Mandy is the right thing to do because if you just have veterans win all the time, then it's just going to be, I don't know, it's going to be stale and boring because we've already seen them before. So having these young new champions is... Is great. Even though Blair Davenport could have won too, 
they want to build Mandy up as much as they can because she's been keeping NXT the NXT women's division really strong. So they're trying to push her to the moon. All right. The next match of the night was for the NXT women's tag team titles. And it was Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. Um, Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. should have won this. But Katana Chance and Caden Carter pulled out the win only because Toxic Attraction decided to interfere. Dewdrop and Nikki almost had it won. They came out. Um, Nikki decided to uh, to attack them. Um, leaving Dewdrop all alone with with um, Chance and Carter, they go for the they go for the pin. Nikki tries to go in. The ref doesn't see that that JC Jane is holding Nikki's leg, and Chance and Carter get the win over Dewdrop and Nikki because of toxic attraction. And now, it is the main event of the night: Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate, and what a match that was! Braun Breaker ended up. Pulling the win over Tyler Bate. Because Tyler Bate tried to go for the Tyler driver uh, too many times. He went to the well too many times. And Braun Baker caught him and gave got him with the spear. And one, two, three. Easy match. Tyler Bate gave him the respect. Handed him the titles and lifted up his arm. And that was the end of... Um, that was the end of NXT Worlds Collide. It was a pretty good pay-per-view. It was probably... The best pay-per-view of the weekend above Clash at the Castle and All Out. Speaking of All Out, that's the next pay-per-view we're going to be talking about. There was four pre-show matches. So, let's, do, let's go over those real quickly. Ty Mello and, and Sammy Guevara versus Ortiz and Ruby Soho for the AAA Mixed Tag Team titles. Ty, Ty Mello and Sammy ended up winning, um, of course, because... They're tying Sammy. They're going AEW is going to try to push them as much as they can. Next match on the pre-show was Hook versus Cool Hand Angelo Parker of the Jericho Appreciation Society with um, Big Big Daddy Matt Menard at ringside. Um, Hook ended up defeating Angelo Parker for the FTW title. Um, they try to team up on Hook at the end, but rapper Action Bronson who does Hook's theme song, stepped in the ring to help Hook because he was about to get beat down by 2.0 and and they managed to fend them off. Third match of the pre-show was Pac versus Kip Sabian for the All-Atlantic title. Pac ended up winning, leaving Kip in the, in the ring yelling at the box head that he wears down to the ring saying it was it was the box's fault. I don't know. He's going crazy. Fourth match and final match of the pre-show. Um, Eddie Kingston defeated um, Tomohiro Ishii. It was, to me, it was a boring match. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't really like it that much. So now on to the main show. It's the casino ladder match. It's. Ray Phoenix, Wheeler Yuta, um, Andrade, Roosh, Penta El Cerro Miedo, Ray Phoenix, and the Joker. 
So, at the end of the match, the the Joker comes out, but all these masked men rush the ring. And they attack everyone in the match. So, one of the masked men goes up, uh, climbs the ladder, goes up, and grabs the poker chip. Brings it down. He reveals himself and Stokely Hathaway. Everyone else reveals himself in their group. It is everyone he's recruited. Lee Moriarty, W. Morrissey, Ethan Page, and the Gun Club, a.k.a. the Ass Boys. So then, another masked man walks out to the song Sympathy for the Devil. And he has on this weird white mask. He goes down to the ring. And Stokely hands him the chip. He goes to take, a, take off his mask. But he was teasing. He didn't take off his mask. So the bell rings now that he has the chip. And the Joker is the winner of the casino ladder match. Alright. The next match is for the trio's tag team titles. It's the Elite, which is the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Versus the Dark Order. Um, which is John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Hangman Page. The Elite ends up beating Dark Order to become the first ever AEW Trios Champions. And it was an alright match, I guess. Dark Order, I feel like Dark Order should have won that, but of course the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are going to put themselves over because they're in charge. But anyways, on to the next match. Jade Cargill versus Athena for the TBS Women's Championship. Of course, Jade Cargill, she defeats Athena. They're pushing her as one of the most strongest females in wrestling right now. She has an undefeated streak of, I believe it's 39-0 now. And she's she's just unstoppable. She can't be stopped right now. She's she's on a war path. Speaking of war... The next match is Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. Wardlow and FTR end up defeating Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. Um, Samoa Joe returned during the match and knocked out Satnam Singh, who uh, coming down the ramp. And then, so Dax, Dax Harwood's daughter, she she comes out from the crowd. She breaks Sanjay Dutt's pencil in half. And then pins him, which the ref counts to three, and it's literally one of the most heartwarming moments of the night because the promo that Dax did, I think it was a week or two ago, saying um, stuff about I think it was his daughter that had cancer, and and she and she fought so hard and she beat it. So he said that he was gonna fight like a nine-year-old girl. So he brought that nine-year-old girl in, and he he gave her the pin. And it was, oh, it brought a tear to my eye. So heartwarming. The next match was a grudge match. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. As soon as Starks lost the FTW title, the next week, Hobbs turned on him. Like, like that. So easily. And he held a, he held a grudge against him. He, he said that everything he... He did. He he tried to help Ricky win, and he just, and Ricky himself just couldn't get the job done. And Ricky says that he did everything for Hobbs, saying that he got him on TV, giving him TV time. 
helping him through everything, helping him pay with everything. So that was a grudge match. Hobbs ended up defeating Ricky Starks. And honestly, I feel like that's a smart move because Hobbs has been losing these matches to to the smaller guys. And it doesn't make sense because he's such like a big powerhouse. And he's just, he's, he's a force to be reckoned with. And that's how he should be presented. So I'm glad they did that and had him defeat Ricky Starks. Next match of the night was for the AEW Tag Team Championships. It was the champions Swerve in Our Glory versus the Acclaimed. Now, this match was a banger. It was it was second match of the weekend. It was so close to Carmelo Hayes and Ricochet. Like, I can't believe that they for a tag team match, it was that amazing. Um Swerve in Our Glory ended up defeating the Acclaimed. Uh, I feel like the Acclaim should have won. They've been pushed as, you know, the most, one of the most top tag team in the company. You know, everyone loves the Acclaim. You know, they they do the scissor me daddy ass thing. And everyone just, everyone loves it. I don't know why they had Swerve in our glory um, interrupt. Or not interrupt, beat the Acclaimed. I don't know. It does, It doesn't make sense to me. Next match of the night was a uh, a fatal four way for the a- for the AEW Interim Women's Championship with Tony Storm, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hader, and Akaro Shida. Tony Storm ended up pulling the win over over Shida Breaker and Hader. I mean Britt Baker, not Breaker. Sorry, um, Jamie Hader was about to win, but. But Britt Baker pulled the ref out of the ring, and Tony Storm ended up capitalizing and uh, beating Jamie Hader and pinning her. And it feels like there's dissension between Hader and Baker now. But that's just that's how things go in wrestling. There's always dissension. In the next match of the night, it was Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy, and. Before the match even started, um, Christian Cage attacked Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus torn. Luchasaurus turned heel, and joined Christian. They still did the match, and Christian Cage ended up winning. It was stupid that they did the match, even though Jungle Boy got attacked in the beginning. They should have just had them do the attack, have have Luchasaurus turn heel, and then continue on with the pay per view. Because it was just, that was a stupid decision to have the match go on. Next match of the night was the Lionheart Chris Jericho versus the American Dragon Brian Danielson. Chris Jericho got the win over Brian Danielson only because when the ref was distracted, he hit Danielson with a low blow and with the Judas effect and pinned him 1, 2, 3, the JAS came down to celebrate with them and everything. Woohoo. Next match of the night, it was Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro versus the House of Black. Now they've been having trouble, or Miro's been having trouble with House of Black, and so was Darby and Sting. So they decided we'll just team up and take on these guys ourselves. Um, Darby, Sting, and Miro. Ended up pulling out the win. Darby got 
Malachi with the with the roll up pin and and won, which was surprising. So then after after the match off of off air Malachi Black he he waved and and um, gave a kiss to the crowd. We don't know if he's leaving AEW or if he's just going on a break right now. But all I know, all we know is that he'll be back. He's taking a mental health break right now because wrestling is, it, it's a tough thing. So and and people have demons, and he just has to deal with them with his mental health. So he's gonna be away for a little bit. In the um, main event of the night, it was the AEW champion CM Punk versus the interim AEW champion John Moxley to unify the titles. CM Punk ended up defeating John Moxley to become the unified AEW World Champion. After the match, the lights go out and a voicemail from Tony Khan is played saying, He'll suck it up for the fans and bring him back for them. He'll have him return all out and he'll win the casino ladder match. And he'll pay him a bunch of undisclosed amount of money. We don't know because they bleeped it out. It, so they then cut that and it cuts to a promo of CM Punk in ROH. When he was saying... This man made you believe the devil isn't real, but he is. And that cuts out, and it cuts to the masked man that we saw earlier in the night. He removes his mask and says, Well, I'm the devil himself, and puts his scarf around his neck, all while facing away from the camera. His music hits, and Chicago goes crazy. It's MGF. He walks onto the entrance stage and shouts to CM Punk that he's coming for that belt. The crowd is just chanting, MJF, MJF, MJF. And in return, he flips them all off, walks backstage, and that's the end of the pay-per-view. Now, the drama of the all-out media scrum, which is after the pay-per-view where interviewers can... Um, ask questions to the to the champions, and and all that for the night. And so CM Punk was up first. So he's asked about Colt Cabana. He talks shit about Colt Cabana, saying he wants nothing to do with him and has nothing to do with him not being on AEW television. He also says that the EVPs, which are the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, spread lies about him on social media. And don't know what they're doing and that they couldn't manage a target. He also said that Hangman Adam Page went into business for himself last year. And jeopardized AEW's first 1 million gate being double or nothing. Now, this was after the interview. It's not confirmed, but it was said that the Young Bucks kicked down Punk's door to confront him. Punk started throwing punches at Matt Jackson before Matt could even say anything. And while Nick tried to tear it apart, Punk's trainer, Ace Steel, threw a chair at Nick right above the eye. Kenny tried to break apart Nick and Ace, but that's when Ace grabbed Kenny's hair and started biting him. Cutler, Daniels, Pat Buck, and Nakazawa were also there trying to break up the fight. From what the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega say, they didn't kick down the door, but opened it politely since Punk said that if anyone wants to talk, they can go to him and talk. Everything that I said before had transpired, but apparently Kenny was trying to get uh, a, uh, 
before Kenny tried to get Ace away from Nick, he was trying to get Larry, which is CM Punk's dog, out of the locker room because he was barking, going nuts. So after he did that, that's when he tried to save Nick and got bit by Ace. Legal threats were made by Punk's side. AEW has suspended Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. And Punk and Steel are either going to be suspended or fired by AEW, but it has been uh, determined as of this recording. And that's the drama for the AEW media scrum. And CM Punk and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, they got taken out of the opening for Dynamite. I'm also going to be talking about Dynamite in my next episode along with SmackDown. Because if I talk about if I talk about it in this episode, then it'll just make things um, really long. So, so that was the end of the media scrum, and now on to Raw. Edge comes out to to start off Raw, and he goes on a promo about Dominic, saying that he's not going to treat him like the little boy they used to know. He's going to treat him like a WWE superstar. And that he want, and that he wants him to come out. So not so they can talk, but so he can beat his ass. Ray then comes out. He's trying to level with with Edge, being like, "No, that's still my son. Please don't do anything to him." And then Edge is like, "Dom is a grown man. He he can drink. He can drive. So he can get this ass beating." So that's when Rhea Ripley's music hits, and she's like, "Dominic is." Is he can't be saved anymore? I I brought him in and I turned him into a man. So that that's when Dominic comes out dressed all in a black suit and everything, hair slicked back. And Rhea Ripley's like, he's not gonna listen to you. He only listens to me. So Ray steps out of the ring, saying, telling Edge, I don't want anything to do with this. So he walks off. That's when. Um, Balor and Priest try to come from from uh, behind from Edge, but he knew it was going to happen, so he turns around. He tries to fend them off, but he just gets beat down. And Ray tries to come back, and he's telling um, Dominic and Rhea, he's telling them, get out of my way. So... Get they they get out of his way, but they pull him back. Dominic pulls him back, sho- well shoves him back, I should say, and then Rhea clobbers him with a strike to the back of his head, and they just leave both of them laying there in a heap, and the four of them walk off, and that was the start to Monday Night Raw. So the first match of the night. It was a um, fatal four-way tag match to determine the number one con- contender for the undisputed tag team championships and who's going to face the Uso. It was Los Lotharios versus Street Profits versus New Day versus Alpha Academy. Sad to say that the match never finished because right as Montez Ford was about to tap from the ankle lock of Chad Gable, None other than the monster among men, Braun Strowman returned and just just caused destruction on everyone everywhere. There was just destruction. 
ringside, in the ring, on the commentary table. And then he just, he left and the match never continued because everyone got demolished. They caught up to him backstage and he told him that he's going to be at, um, at SmackDown tonight. And so we'll see what happens with Braun then. The next match of the night was um, the Women's Tag Team Champions, Raquel and Aaliyah, versus Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. Raquel and Aaliyah got the win because they're the Women's Tag Team Champions and not going to have them lose. Um, Theory then comes out. He cuts a promo about saying that um, only reason he didn't he didn't cash in was because Tyson Fury knocked knocked him out, and that he's still the youngest money Mister Money in the Bank in history, and then, and that he's he's gonna be the one to beat Roman for those titles. Then Kevin Owens comes out. He said that he's the one that almost had Roman Reigns beat six months ago if it wasn't for the shenanigans of Jey Uso and Paul Heyman. And that Austin Theory should be considered lucky that that Fury knocked him out because either Roman or Drew would have demolished him and he wouldn't have that money in the bank contract anymore. Theory says he doesn't know what he's talking about and Kevin Owens goes in the ring. He's like, he's like alright, that's enough talking. A ref's going to come out here. And we're just going to fight. So the ref comes out. They have a match. Of course, Kevin Owens ends up defeating Theory. Next up is the damage control promo. Saying that um, they they got the... They were bragging that they got the win on Sunday. And that Bailey should be next in line for the title. And that... Um, Kai and Sky should, should get another opportunity at the tag titles because Dakota Kai wasn't the one that was legal in the women's tag team championship match when she got pinned so they definitely deserve a rematch Bianca Belair interrupts them saying saying that oh the only reason you beat me was because it took the three of you to beat me and and that that all just went to craziness like it always does with Bailey but you know how it goes you know so early in the night after the um after the beatdown Ray was interviewed and he said he doesn't care who it is from Judgment Day either Damian Priest or Finn Balor but he wants one of them in the match so Ray and Damian have their match Damian ends up Defeating Ray with the help of Judgment Day, because Ray went to go for the six one nine. Dom stood on the apron, and the ref was distracted, so Damian ended up getting the win over Ray. Jetty Gargano was interviewed, and Theory interrupts. Johnny tells Theory that he's debuting next week, so he should watch his back. Main event of the night was. Bobby Lashley versus The Miz in a steel cage match for the U.S. title. 
Bobby Lashley defeated The Miz, um, retaining his US, U.S. title. Miz almost won, but Dexter Loomis was there, hiding under the ring, under the steel cage, looking right at him. So he climbed back, so he climbed back in because Miz is scared of him, which gave Bobby the chance to hit the spear and win. Dexter goes after Miz by climbing the cage. Miz tried to escape the door, but Bobby clo- closes it and blocks his way out. Dexter grabs him, puts him to sleep with a chokehold, and that's the end of Raw. Now it's NXT. Tyler Bate starts off NXT with a promo saying thank you to all the fans and, and sorry that he couldn't get the job done on uh, on Sunday night. Gallus interrupts saying... Uh, they interrupt basically being, you know, taunting them like, like, yeah, you didn't get the job job done last night to unify the titles, and that they thought he was the big, strong boy. Bate replies that they didn't get the job done either. Gallows then says he's outnumbered three to one and start attacking him, and that's when Braun Breaker comes out to make the save, and so that he'll stand by, by Bate's side and take them on in the match later in the night, and the match is made official. There is a match between... Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. and Toxic Attraction because Toxic Attraction is the one that uh, caused them to um, lose their chance to win the titles on Sunday. So Dewdrop and Nikki end up defeating Toxic Attraction. They get their revenge on them. Um, next match is J.D. McDonough versus Wesley. Uh, McDonough ended up defeating Wesley in, what, in a pretty good match. It, was, it, was, it wasn't too bad. Next match was Mako Satomura versus Roxanne Perez. Mako ended up getting the win over Roxanne because she has the experience. Roxanne's only like 20, 21 years old. She she wasn't even born when Mako got into the to this business. So she got the win over her. Uh, next match was Ricochet versus Trick Williams because he wanted... Uh, to get Trick in the ring. So Ricochet defeated Trick Williams. Next match was Axiom versus Nathan Frazier. And a best of three series. And Axiom got the first uh, win for their best of three. So we'll probably see the next match next week. Which which I think which I believe Frazier is going to win. So it'll, it'll be one and one. And it'll be down to the last match. Which I believe is going to happen. Next uh, match and the main event of the night is Tyler Bate and Braun Baker versus Joe and Mark Coffey of Gallus. Bate and Breaker end up winning. Um, they're celebrating. J.D. McDonough slides into the ring as they're celebrating, knocked Breaker out with a knee to the back of his head, and destroyed Bate with his finisher, Devil Inside, to end NXT. All right. That's going to be it for this episode. Thank you everyone for listening. New episodes will be dropping weekly on Fridays. So stay tuned for that. I'm not sure when the next fantasy booking is going to be. So for now we're just going to, I'm just going to be doing um, week reviews of what happened. But stay tuned for the next fantasy booking. And have a blessed day everyone. Goodbye.